Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Champions, I'm joined here by USMNT Valencia superstar. Hopefully, bound for the World Cup as we speak. He's 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 waiting on that call in a few weeks' time. Eunice Musa, Eunice, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing good, thanks. You? Yeah, great, thanks. It's a it's a privilege to to have you on. As I, as I said before we came on air, uh, I've been following your career for a little bit little while, uh, covering Arsenal and all that. I think we've always known there's a there's a talent brewing up in here, and I wonder, kind of. From your perspective, how long have you kind of been thinking about 2022 and how long have you had, you know, your eyes and been dreaming about playing in Qatar? Yeah, um, probably been dreaming about playing in Qatar since um, since I made my professional debut, kind of. And then um, like that, that was, it was a bit uh, like, oh, hopefully, you know. But then it got more serious when uh, I started playing for the US men's national team that like we're in the World Cup qualifiers and you, you like you literally have it so close, you know. So yeah, that was probably when I realized that wow, I could I could play in a World Cup. But I, I and I guess even before then, you know, this is every every young footballer's dream, isn't it? And I mean, yeah. you know, have you let yourself drift to that moment when you'll be taking out heading out onto the pitch for the first time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've, I thought about how great it would be just to just to be there on the pitch. Um, in a World Cup, so yeah, like um, I've never experienced it yet, so I can't wait to see how it feels. And I and I hear that you've had it as your lock screen as well. You've had that World Cup trophy yeah. as your lock. Is it still your lock screen now? Yeah, yeah it's still my lock screen, man. Oh, <laughs> that is something. It's gonna be quite quite surreal, isn't it? Oh, look at that, mate. Who knows? You could be you could be lifting it one day. Um, yeah, which I guess yeah. kind of brings brings us on to the other question for yourself for USMNT. What are your realistic aims or your unrealistic yeah. aims as well going to Qatar yeah no um yeah we're going we're going there to to do our best like win win as many games as possible and like go far in a competition and you know as, as ambitious as possible so um yeah we want to want to go all the way we feel like we're a team that is capable of doing that so it's, it's obviously really hard but I feel I feel like we're capable of doing it so yeah we're going to take 
um, game by game and like start off start off with a group stage and um, yeah, really focus on that because I feel like as a team we're we're more than capable. What were you doing when the the draw came out? And uh, did you just kind of know? People always tell me that you know we were talking to Fakayo Tamori a few weeks ago and he said he knew as an AC Milan player he was drawing Chelsea. Did you know that you were going to get England considering the sort of decision? <laughs> Literally, I had, a, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that I'll draw England. Um, just because, yeah, like I used to play for England and stuff like that. So I had a feeling about that. And then, yeah, it turned out that we've got England in the group. So now that would be a really interesting match. Did, did you want England? I did, I wouldn't say I wanted England, but like, I just, like, it's okay. Like, I, I had a feeling about it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I, you know, I think everyone in the US and in England wanted the US and England to be drawn together. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> How, how kind of frustrating for, for you was it missing those last those last two games? And what did you kind of learn from it and, and think, you know, I can bring this, uh, you know, into Qatar for the USMNT? Yeah, no, it's annoying because um, it was a great moment for me. I just be, started the season well and everything was going great. And then I got a little, a little injury, so um, I couldn't be with the boys. I love going with the boys and um, being with them for that short period of time and just playing with them. And yeah, I missed that. So... Um, also, yeah, seeing the matches and seeing seeing uh, the level and just seeing um, the World Cup positions, uh, you learn some things, you know, so it was good to watch. I mean, you, you talk there, there seems to be such a strong bond amongst a really young uh, squad. Obviously, eyes are on Qatar, but do you all kind of think that, that four, year, four years' time and when you're hosting the World Cup, that might be the moment that you all peak as a squad? Yeah, yeah. Um, like we should, we should be get, we should be better players by then. You know, that's the aim. Like we're always looking to improve. So um, we're at good level now, and we should be at even better level in in four years' time. You know, um, playing in big clubs and being important players in big clubs, which uh, most people are already are. And uh, I feel like, yeah, we, we as footballers, we're always trying to improve. And um, if the team's good right now, imagine in four years. And you talk about playing at big clubs and obviously one of the things we're going to do going through this interview is we're going to kind of look back on your best bits, look at some personal highlights and, and track some of your growth and, and see where you've come from. And I mean, of course, where else is that? Well, I mean, I would say where else to start, but your FA Youth Cup exploits with Arsenal. But I think naturally the place to start is that first goal for Valencia. We've got a, we've got a, we've got a few clips coming up here and uh, people that are watching this on, on YouTube might be able to see the, uh, the screen grabs of it and everything. But for you, Eunice, how often do you still watch this? I would imagine, you know, you're, you're still in your teens, you're a really young player and it's an amazing goal to be your first goal and the headlines around the world about you, Eunice. Do you still watch this back a lot? No, no, nah, nah, I haven't watched this back in a long time. Wow. It's, it's, uh, I'm glad I just watched it back now. I'm glad, I'm glad. Like, I haven't watched this in a long time and just, I remember the feeling, um, it's taking me back memories and, um, yeah, it's just giving me so many, so many memories, man. Like, it's making me smile so much seeing this goal, literally. <laughs> I mean, oh. when you, when you see it back as well, you have a, a really long time where it's kind of like, you know, you obviously know how quick you are. So yeah. it's pretty clear you're going to be through on goal here. When you remember that back, do you kind of, did you know, like, right, this is my moment. This is the chance to score that first goal. And and does that weigh on you? Or are you able to ke- to get out of that moment? Yeah, no, those moments are always, the, like, it's not, an, it's, it's like easy moments, but not easy, you know, like, it's a tough moment because 
Um, you're expected to to go and score from this, uh, you know, two v one situation. There was one defender, the the rest are coming back. I had a teammate next to me making a run, and um, I was thinking like, if I if I don't pass it to him, I have to score. You know, I have to. So that was what I was thinking, and uh, no, I made a great decision, luckily, and um, turned out to be my first goal. But yeah, man, that 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 uh, situation is tough, actually. Could you ever have imagined it happening so soon? I mean, for people watching, you were 17 years old, um, thrown in a little bit of the deep end, I think it's fair to say. And, you know, mm. you, you joined to play mostly academy football early on. Mm. When you, especially after the game, everyone is talking about Yunus Musa. I think I remember, you know, the pieces going up in the US, in the UK, in Spain. Who is this? Who is this guy? Had it, did it all feel a bit too soon for you? No, no, I... Uh... I always wanted uh, this to happen even sooner. Um, yeah, I wanted all of that to happen even sooner and just be like a big player and stuff at a young age and all of that stuff. So no, no, it didn't it didn't uh, feel feel rushed or anything. Why why was Valencia the right club for you? Because obviously everyone in uh, so many big clubs in Europe were saying, you know, we've got to get this kid. Um, you were out of contract as well, if I remember rightly, or yeah. you know. Um, why was it Valencia that felt like the right one for you? Yeah, because I feel like um, at that time, uh, well, Valencia had the best offer for me because um, they had a pathway for me to get in the first team. And that's what I was looking for, you know, to to soon be able to get in the first team and play men's football, which I felt like I was ready for. And uh, maybe if I went to some other places or stayed at Arsenal, um, that wouldn't have happened as soon as I wanted. So... Um, yeah, Valencia had faith in me to be able to take that step at a young age, basically. Yeah. No regrets, I guess. No regrets, no regrets. <laughs> but, I mean, there, there is, as I'm sure you're aware, and there always will be, kind of the nature of, of your career and the fact you play for the US men's national team, play for a big club in Spain. There's always speculation about you and your future. Do yeah. you ever think, you know, would, would going back to the Premier League, going back to Arsenal, who I know you've been linked with as well, would that is that something that would appeal to you one day? Yeah, I mean, you never know. Um, I had a great time at Arsenal, um, developing there. I still have friends there. Like the coaches were great. The, the just being an Arsenal player in general is great. And um, yeah, I love I love playing for Arsenal. So um, I have nothing nothing against the club. And yeah, um, if one day one day it turns out to be that um, it's time to go back, then I mean it's possible. But no, for now I'm really happy at Valencia and. Uh, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to carrying the season on as we're doing now. Just one final question on Arsenal. Um, what does that academy teach you? Because not just yourself, but, you know, the, the guys that are at the club, like, but you know, and players around Europe, Balogun, um, and obviously likes of Saka, it seemed to be very comfortable making that step up to first-team football when it comes. What do you think it is at Arsenal that you, that you learned that made that step so easy? Yeah, as an Arsenal player in the youth team, um, normally, normally quite uh, you have quite good teams, and uh, the players like the teams are quite dominant again in in the country. So you have this confidence that um, you're a good player, and then you can do it. Um, a lot of Arsenal players are also in national teams, um, and just yeah, they just give you a lot of confidence and belief that uh, you're ready to make that step, and you're a good you're a good enough player to do it. 
see, I, I, I knew you were, and, and as I was saying, you know, seeing your trajectory way back. So you, if nothing else, Eunice, your success makes me look smart. So um, that's, <laughs> one, that's one plus side of it. We're going to look at your second clip. Um, nothing too showy, this one. Probably not a moment that stands out quite as strongly in your memory, but this comes from your international debut against mm. Wales. There's a, there's a few good flashes here, but I think we're going to kind of use this as a prompt to talk about... Um, you know, the USMNT and that game against Wales. So we'll fire that one up on screen. Um, I think this is, I'm trying to remember exactly what we've got here, but there's a lot of clips you'll find in this that, that, that you kind of picking the ball up on the half turn, moving through midfield as you do very nicely here and uh, teeing up a, a teammate. I think it's Gio Rain. I think this is one of the best moments you had on your debut, but what was that game like? I mean, it's a, a huge moment for you, but it, it's being played out at kind of an empty stadium. It, it must have yeah. been a little surreal. No, it was it was a great moment. Um and it was a weird one as well. Like, um, because Greg told me to come into camp and just just try it out, like I didn't I didn't feel any pressure. So I just went I went and had I had a lot a lot of fun. And uh yeah, playing being on the pitch with the guys, like things clicked instantly. Like um I haven't played with these guys before, but it felt like it felt natural. Uh, we had similar styles of play. And um yeah, things clicked and we just we just played well together and yeah when when that went well it felt great because yeah you just clicked straight away okay we we're going to come on to this in a later clip but i mean now that you've said that i mean you particularly seem to have like the really strong like understanding with tyler adams and you know the, the guys ahead of you and the center backs as well i mean what is it you know when you say it clicks can you kind of put your finger on like technically why you and tyler for instance suit each other really well um, I guess, I guess, uh, just, just having similar ideas, um, on how to play. That's why we click. If, if you have the same ideas on how to play, you're kind of doing the same things and, um, it's, it's going to be smooth, but obviously when you have different ideas, then that's when it's not smooth, you know, but yeah, yeah, we have, uh, we have similar ideas on how to play and, um, we agree, we agree on a lot of things. So I guess that's what it is. And I mean, the other thing that stands out in this clip, and it's going to come up in a lot of the ones that that follow as well, is here you are picking the ball up on the half turn. Such a you know crucial quality. I think Paul Scholes was kind of bemoaning that a lot of young midfielders now don't really learn that. I mean, is that something you think is one of your your best qualities, the way you receive possession? Because we've watched a lot of clips to put this together, and it it stood out to me. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, I feel like um, I feel like it's a res responsibility. Um, for me to be able, to, for me to receive the ball and go forwards with it. So if I'm if I'm facing my own goal, most of the time I'm not going to be able to go forward. So yeah, it's important to receive in a half turn so that at least I give myself that option to go forwards, you know, and take the team up the field. So yeah, I really try to take that responsibility on myself to uh, help the team get forward. Um, and of course, this international game against Wales. I know you didn't know it at the time but you're going to be facing them again. Mm -hmm. Does that feel for you like it could be a, a and it's obviously the opening game as well, a, a chance to to put a marker down, not for the whole tournament. And, and I mean, obviously it's going to be crucial because I think everyone thinks that there's a battle for maybe for second behind England in that group. How important is it going to be that you've tested yourself against Wales? And, and what do you think you learned from that game? Yeah, I mean, we've been waiting a long time for this game. And um, now that you put my mind to it, um, it's actually going to be, I'm going to be playing in the World Cup, my first World Cup game against the team I debuted against. So that'll be spe special, I guess, as well. And um, yeah, it's a imp very important game to start off this tournament strong. 
And uh, yeah, like a win, it's a must win, basically, you know. You have to you have to go out there and win that game to start off the tournament on the right on the right foot. And I guess I mean it, you know it could be a real challenge for you because obviously we don't know how Greg's going to line up. We don't know exactly how Wales are going to line up. But I think it's fair to guess that you know some of their strongest players, be it Gareth Bale, be it Aaron Ramsey, they're going to be in the same pockets of space that you are. Uh, mm-hmm. For you, is that something that it invigorates you? You know the the chance to test yourself against veterans who have, have done it all and, and really shone at the on the tournament stage exactly no i love i love the fact that um i get to challenge myself against these guys to see where i am um so no i love that because it's gonna it's gonna really show you know it'll show whether i'm i'm there or i'm not like you know show how, how much more work i need to put in or all of that stuff so no i feel like it's a great challenge um to be able to play against those guys and um when when you play against players like that you even want to go even harder you know to be better than them so um hopefully that's what happens <laughs> so our third clip here is going to come from your game against mexico uh mm. concacaf game which i was looking back at cbs's player ratings and, and other people's player ratings and, and just what people were saying and i think a lot of people would say this is your best game uh one of your best games in a in a USA shirt, and I mean, it's a good time to do it. Once more, I've got a clip of you. I, look, maybe this is just me. I've got a clip of you picking the ball up in defence, beating a few players. Um, Des, if you could load that up, and and driving forward. Maybe I'm biased in, in what I like to see, but that game in particular, so here you are kind of taking the ball off Stefan. Um, some lovely skills here, Yun, as I have to say. Um, that game against Mexico, is it one one that still sticks in the mind? Because it's a yeah. really strong game in a, a tough yeah, atmosphere. Right. That that night was amazing because that was my first Mexico game, um, and it would have been a shame to not get a good result on my first Mexico game. You know that I'm involved in, um, so I felt that pressure. And um, also, yeah, being Mexico, tough team, even more pressure. And I just wanted to do so well and have a great match and win the game. And yeah, thankfully we done that. We won two 0 And yeah, as you said, it's one of my best games for the US. Um, for sure, and I really enjoyed it, man. It was it was so good. <laughs> How do you stop yourself getting inhibited, though? Because you obviously have to go into a game against Mexico knowing this is a big game for the country, a big game for yourself, as you say, in yeah. the first game against Mexico. Do you have kind of things that you do that stop yourself from from feeling that pressure? Um, yeah, I try not to think negatively. Always thinking positively. And then also trying to have a lot of self-belief. Um, and then when the game starts, um, the, the the thing that helps is when you start the game well, you know, your first passes are nice, your first tackles, you win those duels, and then you're, you're feeling good, you know. If you start the game with a bad pass or something, you're already, you're not, you're already a bit low on confidence. So these things are factors that really help, um, yeah, calm my nerves down really, yeah. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves, demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, 
Experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready, PG. You talk about thinking positively before the game. I wonder, do you sort of imagine all the good things you're going to do in a big game? Whether that is this moment we've just seen here where you, you know, embarrass the Mexico midfield or whether it's, you know, seeing yourself scoring a goal. Is that something that helps get you in the, the right state of mind? Yeah, so <laughs> always thinking about scoring, definitely. And then um, thinking about like uh, doing things right, like, controlling the ball, concentrated and passing it. Simple things like this are really, really important um, to get right, um, especially in the middle where you have so many people around you. And then once you get these basics, the whole game around you like just builds up and you you do amazing things like the thing I done earlier in the clip, you know. But um, yeah, that's so you f- first think of, uh, I th- personally, I think about the simple situations and try and get them right. And then once you get them right, like everything else just flows really. How much of a challenge is it being a modern midfielder? Because, you know, you have to do everything, don't you? I mean, we're going to see another clip, um, a Valencia clip, where we see some of your defensive work. Mm. But, um, I mean, the, you know, the role that, that's asked of you with the USMNT and with Valencia, this is a, an everything job. I mean, when you've played 90 minutes the way you play, you must be exhausted. Yeah, no, I, I love, I love it, I love it. Um, I get, I like to be involved in the game, and I love, um, especially when I have a lot of energy, I can, I can play my best game, um, because I can defend, run forwards, carry the ball forwards, uh, pass the ball, and do all of that stuff, you know. So, yeah, um, I love, I love, I love having that role. How valuable was that Mexico game for getting you a sense of the the intensity and the passion that will probably be regular at Qatar? Yeah, um, that that Mexico game really showed what what it's about to compete for the US and to compete in that team and to to see how well the, this team competes. Like, I love I love the work rate, the effort, the passion. Um, we have we have this thing that um, is really really makes us tick, you know. So if we go out there in Qatar with this mentality, um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be real good. So we're going to have a look at your fourth clip as well. This comes from uh, the game against Jamaica, which we're not just using because it was broadcast live on CBS, so we can actually show the video on this one. Um, but I think it also gives you kind of a sense of of some of the challenges that come when you're playing for the USMNT, particularly in CONCACAF, when you go on the road to places where I think it's fair to say, and I don't know how much it shines through on this particular clip, that, that maybe the pitch was not the best. Um, yeah, but also, not, in this clip, it does not show the, the, the way the pitch was. It looks it looks great from here. <laughs> well, that's just you know CBS's excellent broadcast standards, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, look, looking here, you know how many I can't even count how many people you you and your teammates have got to beat there and break down. Yeah, is that something that you know? Is that maybe a challenge there that you're not going to see a lot at the World Cup? You know, these packed defenses against you, because um, it seemed to be something that maybe in qualifying, understandably, you guys found a little bit difficult. Yeah, no, it's it's tough to break teams down when they're all next to the goal. They're all compact. Um, we, yeah, so it's definitely a challenge. And yeah, some teams might be might be like that in the World Cup. You never know. So um, it's something we've been working on, and something that um, yeah we we can we can do better now. I think. Does Greg ask a lot of you in that regard to be that person that that 
gets the ball up to the forwards quickly before the defence have a have a chance to set. Yeah, yeah. Greg doesn't ask anything that um any that he doesn't ask anything of me that I can't do. So anything he asks of me is something that I can do. And uh, when he tells me, I I feel confident that I can do it also. So um, I like the belief he gives me, and I like the confidence he gives me to try things and to do yeah the things that he tra- tells me to try and do. Oh well, what can't you do? <laughs> I need to score. I can't score. I need to score my goals. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, yeah. you know, we've seen some. We've seen some good ones, and we're going to come and see an, a, a, a quality assist as well in the moment. In a moment, but, I mean, that talk to us maybe about the the adaptation of, of playing these Concacaf games. When you, you know, as we say, you've gone from Hailend to La Liga. You know, you, you, your background is maybe different to some of the other guys in the squad, and you, I guess, did not before joining up with the USMNT, maybe he didn't have too much experience of the the challenges of, of going on the road in CONCACAF. I mean, there were some really difficult trips there, weren't there? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Those were some really tough trips that I can still remember. Um, and then I feel like the last the last the Nations League game that we had against Honduras just summed it up, you know. Um, it just sums up how, how an away game in CONCACAF is. Um, the the fight that you have to put in to get this, get a good result. Um, it's a really tough environment, you know. It's just I can't believe, can't believe the game just changes just just because of the environment and the place. Like same players, same thing, but the game is just completely different and it's tougher when you go away in these places. Um, and these teams, these teams are good teams, also, you know. So good, good preparation for Qatar, I guess. Although, kind of from what we're hearing, you guys might be all right. In terms of your accommodation, it might be quite a comfortable yeah, spot yeah. you guys have landed in. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> have you have you seen pictures? Has has the T, the USMNT the Federation been speaking to you about all that? No, they just spoken to us a bit about it, but we haven't seen anything yet. No. Well, from what I hear, you know, you're in for something quite quite luxurious. So no <laughs> no complaints there. You'll have to all the more reason to hang around. So we're gonna, <laughs> going to kind of loop back or come to something more recent uh i think this is from if i've got this one right this is valencia against elche and i think this is something that i'm kind of looking at the data looking at the numbers uh, and looking at performances there's maybe been a bit of an upswing in your defensive work now maybe that's just because you've moved into central midfield but you know if we look at the clip here is it from the elche game here is your um you know just nothing maybe that showy but nice little turn of pace there i think to uh to snuff out the danger I how much of that is how much of that is pressure that the boss puts on you? Because you know, Gennaro Gattuso is not gonna let you anyone, I would think, not pick up on those loose balls. Yeah, no, I feel like um yeah, if you don't do things like that, you get found out. So you know, you have to you have to do the dirty work and um you have to help the team whenever you can to get the ball back. The the more you have the ball, the better, right? So um yeah, if you don't do those things, you get found out and it's just lazy really. So yeah, it's, uh, it's part of the game. It's part of the game, and you have to do it. What is what is he like as a manager? No, he's great. He's great. Um, really thankful to have him as a manager. Um, the opportunities, the opportunities he's been giving me. Um, just trying to make advantage of it and play as much as possible, and um, do so well this season and be, become a regular starter. And yeah, having him there is really helping me um, improve my game, teaching me a lot of things, and I'm just trying to learn day by day. And especially for you in your role as well, you know, this is one of the preeminent defensive midfielders. I, I know, Eunice, you're probably a little too young to remember Reno Gattuso at his peak. But has there been 
any specific factors in your game that he's he and his coaching staff have really tried to work on with you? Um, just details, really. Um, to do like general details that help the game, um, in general. But like, it's really important for midfielders to do. Um, the way we play, our style of play. So no, there's a uh, and those details there yeah, definitely I can use them with the US as well because the stuff that like really help and like they just kind of plays that like just always work, you know. And you just look around and see where the free man is and stuff like that. So no, there's a lot of things that are really really good that they've taught me. Um, you, you wear the number four on your back. Yeah. Are you a six, a four, an eight, a ten? So um. The four, I got I have the four because that was the last number that um was available was available and uh like the last starting starting eleven number that's a decent number though everyone yeah yeah no like um I I wore the four sometimes at Arsenal you know and mm. uh, I remember that so I was like yeah I'll take it so no it's a nice number and but uh, yeah I uh, I think of myself as an eight interesting what. Because I mean, you could—I I would say—kind of from what we've seen, you could possibly do any of these roles, and we're going to see some some quality number ten play in the in the last clip. What? Why an eight? Why do you think that's the best for you? Because I know you've also obviously you played a lot of time as a right winger as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel as an eight because um, I enjoy I enjoy picking up the ball from the centre backs and taking it up the field, and um, I can I can do the work of a uh, of a deep midfielder as well as a. Uh, as a higher up midfielder, you know, up the pitch and giving those passes and stuff. So I feel like um, I can do a bit of both. Let's let Eunice do everything. And look, I mean, our final clip, how could I rob you of the chance to uh, look back on this particular assist here? If uh, Des wants to cue this one up. I think you already won 1-0 up yeah, against Getafe at the time. Yeah, I mean, just look at that. What a class. How, how when, that, when something like that uh, comes off, are you just thinking, uh, is it, is it, who's your teammate? Is it Samuel, that your teammate there? You must be just thinking, God, please hit this correctly. He, please right, get yeah. Right. <laughs> You're just like, come on, bro. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no. Because that, in that point, you know, I get a nice assist. He gets a nice goal. Everyone's happy. So, no, man. In that point, like, when when I passed that ball, I just, I, um, I, didn't, I didn't think about it, you know. Those are the best decisions. When you don't think about it and you just do it, those are the best decisions. So no, I'm glad. I'm glad it turned out that way. Do you watch that one back very often, or did you in the changing room after? I did. Game? I did. I did when it happened. Yes, that day. <laughs> Can't sure. blame you. I mean, you know, kind of wrapping this up as well. I, I, looking at your statistics, and I don't know how into these you are at all. I know mm. that I, I'm probably more, but you know, you're completing more passes, more expected assists, more expected goals, more passes into the box. I know it's early in the season, but do you feel like you've taken a bit of a leap this year? Yeah, no, I feel like the start of the season has been good for me. Um, being in a more active role, more important role in the team. So I just want to carry that on, really. Um, the most difficult thing is to have consistency, and I want to have consistency. Yes, indeed. And what perfect timing as well. I mean, you kind of must be uh, kind of wrapping it up back where we started. The World Cup right now, you only have, I guess, reason to be excited about it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's like no. I just want to be there, man. I just want to be there and experience the whole thing. And um, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you'll be. Hopefully I'll be there, and hopefully it'll be a good World Cup, man. Eunice, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you having you on House of Champions. I hope you enjoyed that little trip down memory lane, and 
maybe in a few years time we'll we'll have even more clips to go through yeah Producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.